Welcome to Turning Insight into Inspiration podcast series. Hey guys, uh, today we have Rob here. He's a colleague. Uh, he works with me right now, and um, he's done a lot of stuff. And we're gonna we're gonna go through that today. Yeah. So do you remember what uh, A level subjects you did and why you did them? Um, yeah, so the subjects I did was uh, maths, further maths, physics, and uh, Spanish. And uh, so the reasons I did it was really I had an interest in in, in maths, the fundamental um, parts of that, and, and physics as well. Um, enjoyed the experimentation side and enjoyed the relation of maths to the practical, uh, practical applications. Um, and... Yeah, that was that was really my interest at the time. Uh, Spanish was a bit of a, uh, a side project. Just really enjoyed it. Really enjoyed the language, and um, enjoyed having a bit of um, variation in what I was doing. Fair enough. Yeah, you did you did physics at university, right? So did you? Is that something you always wanted to do, like from a young age, from like thirteen, fourteen, or how come you chose physics? Um. Yeah. So I guess I, um, never really knew what I wanted to do when I. When I grew up, I guess, uh, yeah. um, I came from a family where my sisters both knew exactly what they wanted to do. One was a doctor, one was a teacher from like age 12, but I was kind of just trying to figure out well, what does it, what does it mean? Yeah. So the things I enjoyed doing at school was just, uh, maths and physics. Um, my mates did it. I enjoyed the atmosphere around it. And, uh, and so it was just some through enjoyment really. And I thought got to A levels, enjoyed doing that in both those subjects. So going to university, I thought, yeah, that's, that's further that. That's where I uh, am enjoying myself. So so let's take that to the next level. Uh, and what, why did you choose Bristol University? Um, or is it just one of the main reasons being because it's like one of the top universities? Yeah, I mean, so the, I guess the reputation of it was fantastic. Um, applied to uh, Oxford and went to the interview there and got absolutely smashed. Um, <laughs> that was me for Imperial. <laughs> um, I didn't even prepare for it. Literally, I thought I was gonna walk, it was gonna be a walk in the park, <laughs> but man. Yeah. It was a good, it was a good, a good session of being put in your place and, 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 <laughs> and realizing, you know, that there's some seriously smart people out there. Yeah. Uh, and it, it was, I mean, it was a great experience, but uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I can relate. I can yeah. relate. <laughs> um, taken back um, when you were, you know, in first year, second year, did uh, was physics what you expected it to be, or did you not? Did you not really have an idea of what it was gonna be? And whatever happened is just okay. I guess it's physics now. Or did did you have certain expectation that meet your expectation? Um, yeah, so <clears throat> I think uh, coming from school, um, I found everything. Um, reasonably smooth um, you know the, the teachers would run you through everything in the exam preparation and so everything was kind of um, quite um, sort of well laid out in terms of that and I found it quite a shock coming to university and it was all on you uh, you know you've got to do the work you've got to learn the stuff there's no one walking you through it uh, and for me that was quite a big um, a big change which is which is stupid because like that's life right that's what you've got to get used to but I remember um, you know being interested in the lectures to some extent but also be interested to go play football with my friends being interested to go out uh, be interested in all these other things um, 
and so for the first year definitely um, the course itself was a was a bit of a back burner um, but what I was actually doing there it was carrying on the, the fundamental maths that was enjoyable and doing some some experiments and getting in the lab for the physics course um, and uh, yeah so not working particularly hard uh, yeah. in that year um, but laying the groundwork doing a bit of coding as well which kind of piqued my interest a bit I sort of um, sort of found that found that um, really useful and really interesting what, what kind of coding so we did a bit of uh, Python so it was just kind of related to the maths okay. um, and just some some basic stuff uh, so a bit of mathematical modeling okay. um, uh, but the co- the Python itself is you know there's not it's not too complicated when you're writing it that's what I liked about it it was yeah. very much just say what you want to do and yeah. the words that the coding language probably is what you're thinking um, so c- can you tell can you go into more about like the importance of coding on something like uh, when you're doing something like physics is it really important or or can you get away with not learning it yeah uh, when you're at uni yeah so I think that um, that so my perspective is I started university in 2008 so a, a long while ago you know for you guys going through university now just recently um you know it's a, it's actually quite a diff- quite a change especially in that coding area because uh you know in the 2000s you've got the explosion of computers mm. and so that was me at age like 14 15 just sort of having dial-up internet i don't know if you guys remember what that was but yeah you couldn't be on the phone and the internet at the same time um and so you know for my parents it was a completely alien for me it was just like starting to become aware of it but then when we go to university, it's starting to seep into the university life on a, on a, on a proper scale. You know, everyone started to do it. And uh, I don't think I noticed that, realised that at the time. I was interested there and realised that, you know, lots of other people my age were into it. In hindsight, it was kind of because we had the exposure to it. Yeah. So we had all the stuff in place to go. And, and realising, looking back now, yeah, it's absolutely crucial in that ecosystem that we were all getting exposed to it. Yeah. Uh, and I think for, you know, for what my perspective is on it, it's different to what you guys all have. You know, you've probably grown up with smartphones all the time, maybe. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, you can kind of see the, the coding, you know, you can, the apps and stuff like that. Yeah. You kind of can yeah. see the coding related to that. But um, all, all through from university to into jobs coding has been always there always always there yeah and so you don't have to be an expert in coding you know that you don't have to know everything about coding yeah. but just having exposure to it having yeah, yeah. a rough idea of what's going on is useful in like yeah, any any role that you do so you said yeah um in first year it was it, it, you know the course wasn't really hard and you you um were out there you know enjoy yourself and maybe developing other skills did that change from first year to third year? Yeah, for sure. So, so the kind of um, schedule got ramped up a bit. We did some more, uh, you know, more stuff, and the difficulty for sure. So, yeah. um, <clears throat> ultimately, you know, the the key thing is that you you're you're excelling, you're applying yourself, and things like that. Um, and after some not fantastic grades at the end of first year, yeah, kind of, uh, you know, it, it, um it kind of gave me a bit of a shock 
coming through school always cruising and being like not easy but finding it reasonably yeah. uh, simple the way through and the university was like okay you're not that good yeah Every, everyone <laughs> yeah. here is, is is on your is, level or better <laughs> exactly exactly yeah. and uh and you know getting those first year results was that point of like okay right yeah. fair enough yeah. um so at least like at least like, like um you eased into the into the entire university thing for for me like earth was engineering like honestly like our schedule for first year was ridiculous it was like nine to five every single day apart from Wednesdays which was nine to one and then that was just lectures or labs and then after that obviously we had like other work we had to do um like worksheets and things like that uh and then we had to look over the notes as well. Otherwise, you hadn't a clue what was going on. And obviously, you know, being in first year, I, I didn't do any of that because, yeah. you know, there's a bit like, I want to I play football, I want to go out. So it was just a car crash. Like, I was looking over some of the photos in my phone uh, from first year, and it was just like the amount of pictures yeah. of me where other people have taken it, like on Snapchat, of me sleeping in lectures. <laughs> it's, just, it's just ridiculous. <laughs> like, because I, cause I would, because I'm very like studious, so I would go out, but at the yeah. same time, I would try to be yeah. there at 9 a.m. Yeah, like, in my mind, it was like, as long as I was there at the 9 a.m., it didn't matter if I was sleeping, as long as I was there in the lecture hall at 9 a.m., uh, it was uh, it was good enough. <laughs> did it help to build, like, um, rapport with other students? Like, did it build a community? Um, yeah, I mean, a lot of... See, the, the, the one of the things that's always happened, like that's happened in aerospace engineering was um, like I didn't fit in initially because everyone else, like they didn't, they seemed really interested in the course and didn't really seem interested in any other things. And like they didn't really have that many social skills. And I wasn't like exposed to those kind of people before. Because yeah. um, like I was from a really sm- like small like town so and like most of them were farmers so it was com- common <laughs> com- coming to university was a very weird experience but like i did have like a couple of friends and over time like it grew yeah. and and over the four years like i um like you know my like people in airspace like their social skills increase and, and you know so, so did mine i guess um and then like yeah we all became i'm friends with a lot of them now but yeah first year like especially initially for the first couple of months like a lot of people in that course it didn't really it was they were very different yeah um not not, not um they were different like um in terms of like so in the level of social skills but also culturally it was very different as well like it was people from all over the world you know which is like dubai you know indonesia malaysia so Mm -hmm. it was it was yeah it was very interesting even even like actually just like even like because I'm brown even like brown people yeah. from different cities in the UK have got a very different experience like childhood really experience uh, when uh, compared to me because um, there's not a lot of like immigrants in Ireland yeah so I wasn't exposed to like like my own culture yeah so that was all like very like <laughs> there's was a it, lot was of it good? things was it enjoyable? oh yeah it was good oh yeah 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 i mean it's, it's neither good nor bad it's just, you know it is what it is and yeah so uh it was i yeah i liked it I, i'm really glad that um i came to bristol uh, because of one of the main reasons because like there's so many like varied people here it's yeah it's yeah like like because literally i was living in a bubble yeah. <laughs> in back in my small town yeah. i think a, a lot of people can relate really even if you're living in the uk like when you're in a small town like you don't yeah. know the possibilities yeah. <laughs> you don't know the types of people out there um 
So that was that was really interesting. That's one of the most fun things about university. I think yeah. like it's a melting pot basically. Yeah. Um, and then after after university, you realize university itself is a massive bubble. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, that's for a different time. Yeah. But anyway, um, so yeah, so after the physics degree, uh, what was your options and what did you do and why did you do it? Yeah, so um, I think coming out of the the physics degree, I enjoyed the um, the work. I enjoyed the experimental side, the the fundamental side. But I had no idea what I wanted to do when I finished. I had not a clue. Um, I had some stuff I was interested in. I was vaguely interested in coding. I've been to some lectures on renewable energy. This is like 2011. And I thought, oh, that's pretty cool. Like, surely that's the way we're going to go. Uh, and some of my mates were going to finance and earning like some money. And I was thinking, well, maybe I want to do that. But uh, I mean, yeah, I really just had that base of physics, but I didn't know what I wanted to do, not at all. Um, and so um, I applied for some graduate schemes um, because that seemed like the thing to do and got a place with uh, BAE Systems in Bristol. So big engineering. It's a big company. one, yeah. Yeah. Um, and worked for them for a year. And that was working on like a, a shipbuild program doing some sort of um, systems engineering, which is like kind of soft engineering, I'd say. Yeah. Um, soft engineering? Soft engineering. So so not non-technical. Okay. So for six months of it, I was doing, you know, they it's a massive company. They've got to control all their documentation. They've got to control all their designs. Um, when they, you know, when they're starting to do a shipbuild, they've got to list out the requirements of, exactly what the ship that's delivered has to fulfill and you know there's no there's no design or technical stuff going on there that's just that's just you know listing out exactly what it is and making it so that when someone delivers it it's easy to quantify whether it's fulfilled the requirement or not okay um so so you need a you need a technical background to do it yeah but you're not necessarily doing calculations or okay. or stuff like that um, and so it was, it was interesting to see that that was, that was definitely interesting um, but it's a far cry from when you're at university and everything you're doing is yeah. experiments or exams or stuff like that um, was, was it hard to get into that job like how, how, what, like how many do you remember how many jobs you applied for and what the consensus was around that time yeah yeah so I applied for loads got loads of rejections um, which I think is normal this is 2011 so we're not too far past the 2008 financial crisis which kind of disrupted the um, employment and it's quite topical now and now we've got COVID yeah. um, crash going on um, but yeah so I applied to loads similar companies lots of big engineering companies um, and I think probably maybe three months of um, just applying and going to interviews and going to assessment centres and slowly getting better at them then that's when I got the yeah. got the, the job with BAE um, and worked in Bristol with some friends. It was it was quite fun, I'd say. Yeah. Um, but I got about a year in, and I I did think like, hmm, I don't, I'm not sure if this is me yeah. set for life. If I'm just gonna be able to, yeah, do so, this. So this is the same as the shipbuilding. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, okay. So the same. So, so the same. The same job there. 
Okay. Um, and, and is that like a, a occur over time, like that realization, or like what what are some of the do you, can you recall some of the things that happened? Yeah, that made you decide. Yeah, exactly. So I think that um, you know seeing the people in positions five years down the line, ten years down the line. So, so I think obviously yeah, twenty three, so your age maybe, and seeing the guys at twenty eight and seeing the people at thirty five, and thinking in that when I'm that age, is that something I want to be doing? Yeah. Uh, and I realised that um, that perhaps it 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 wasn't. Um, yeah. Maybe I think I wanted to do something more hands on, more technical. Yeah. Um, and and then at that point I saw I just realised maybe I need to really figure out what I'm interested in yeah. take control of what I'm trying to do rather than being a bit passive which I think I was and uh, and you know figure out for myself what I wanted and then go and, go and do it um, because I think uh, as I said a bit earlier I'd kind of cruised through school university was difficult but uh but um, I think I lacked that, like, you know, real um, sort of self-control and, and taking control of exactly what I wanted to do mm-hmm. and, and things like that. Um, and I think, you know, that's important for everyone. And some people figure that out when they're 14, which is a great, <laughs> a great age to do it. Yeah. And I mean, maybe for some people it takes a bit longer, like myself. Yeah. So. Um, so, yeah, when I came to that, that thing of, of the renewable energy, I've been to a few talks on it it was i was aware of it in the background and this is like yeah as i say 2012 13 so it's it wasn't anywhere near as widely accepted that that this was going to be the future yeah um back then and so you know some people would just say our renewable energy it's never gonna it's never gonna go big time yeah and when you I remember that actually. I yeah. remember that. Yeah, when I was young, people yeah. saying that. Yeah, and, and you know, th- these are adults saying it, and you think, yeah. well, why would they? Why would yeah. they? No, they know what they're talking yeah, about. Yeah, I, I would never question that. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So you think, oh, okay, well, that's a shame because it sounded good, but, <laughs> yeah. but um, yeah, if you say so, it's not. It, it won't be. Um, yeah, I guess people people um, saying that it wasn't going to happen, whatever, and then reading more into it and being like okay this is like this is going to happen yeah you know reading stuff and, and being sure yeah, like, yeah um okay this is this is the future in 30 years time this yeah. is going to be completely revolutionized yeah um and then thinking okay i'm going to work for the next 30 years what could be an interesting thing to get involved with so that's when i started looking you know what part of renewable energy do i want to work in and how do I achieve that? How do I actually get into it? Yeah. In a technical role, kind of established from earlier, that's what I wanted to do. Yeah. Um, and so this is when it started coming together a bit more. And so I applied for a PhD at Swansea University doing uh, renewable energy storage as hydrogen. And um, there were a few other options, maybe do solar. Um, there was some good solar stuff down there. Um, but Swansea University had like a really um, lots of roles going, new campus on the university, lots of stuff going for it, and um, yeah. So that's that's Fair kind enough. of how it went. Yeah. So how, okay, do you recall the reason why you went to hydrogen rather than solar, or wind power, or was um, it just did seem more interesting? So I didn't know huge amounts about either 
either thing other than what I've read. Um, and so um, I figured at the time I was interested in you know, electric cars, maybe lithium-ion batteries, but uh, the, it was very competitive to get roles there. Um, and hydrogen seemed like, at the time, seemed like a, you know, a similar technology, maybe transferable skills. Um, and so, yeah, once I'd got a place there, then, yeah, that was that was definitely going there. If you if you were going more in depth with the PhD here, did you so the so it was three years, right? Yeah. Or was it four? Three years. And uh, was it the first year just learning what's out there, or was it like oh you already you already had to decide from year from the start of year one exactly what you were gonna do like how did it, how did it work? Yeah. So for me, it was like quite a general thing. So. Um, the PhD was like energy storage is hydrogen. Um, so we were taking electricity, um, doing electrolysis to generate hydrogen. I was looking at that electrolysis process, okay. how to optimize it. Um, so it was quite a practical, quite an engineering PhD rather than fundamentals, um, you know, developing that process. Um, but it was, uh, you know, in a PhD, I think generally you're giving free reign, basically you get yourself a good understanding in the first year, like you say, of the industry, of what's out there, what people are doing, read all the past research. So you, so you, so you understand what's been done and, and then you start repeating basically what other people have done to build your confidence in it. And then you start to be able to do the innovation Yeah. once you've really, you know, grounded yourself. Yeah, so it's been interesting talking to Dr. Rob here. <laughs> I think, you're, yeah, you're the first doctor I've had on <laughs> on this podcast. <laughs> um, yeah, hopefully you guys learned a lot, um, got a couple of insights, and uh, I'll see you in the next episode.